if you love what you do, they say that you don't want to stay in your life. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, some days it's a challenge. But at the end of the day, you've got to go in with 110%. Like, you always have to give 110%. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers, and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Hey, hey everyone, it's Sam here. Today we have a pretty special guest joining us, a multiple area REIV and REIA award winner who's been redefining real estate in the vibrant community of Karen Downs. Last year, she sold 235 properties with a median price of $747,000 on realestate.com.au to make her the top areas agent for Victoria for the third year in a row. From effective marketing strategies to handling market downturns, we're about to explore the secrets behind becoming a successful real estate agent with Michelle Stevens. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Hey Sam, thanks so much for having me. Well, it's amazing to have you. And just quickly, I guess, because I'm sure that everyone in Victoria knows exactly who you are and what you do, but could we start by sharing a little bit about your journey and how you got into real estate in the first place? Like, did you choose real estate or did real estate choose you? Well, I was really young when I got to real estate. So this is my 13th year. I got into it when I was 20 years of age. I originally wanted to be an accountant and take after my father's footsteps. So I did that for about six months and I realized I couldn't be stuck behind a desk all day, every day. So while I was working out what I wanted to do next, I effectively worked in jewelry stores and just worked out life being 20 effectively. And I always had a passion for selling and I always had a passion for real estate. When I was young, I used to go and have a look at open homes with my father and just loved them. Then I started thinking about going, well, I love selling and I really thrive. I absolutely love it. And what bigger is it to sell than someone's largest asset effectively, which is obviously selling someone's, I mean, their home. So I got into real estate. I was working full-time and then was studying my agent's rep after work and did that and went to pretty much every single real estate agency within four or five towns trying to convince someone to give me a job. Being 20 and being a female, I feel the real estate industry has changed somewhat in the last 10 years, but it was quite a challenge to convince someone to effectively give you a goal as a sales agent. It was probably to put you on reception or property management or an assistant. I'm like, no, 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 I'll go straight in. Like I wanted sink or swim. I wanted to be a real estate agent. That's what I wanted to do. So got into it. And yes, obviously, you mean, as every real estate agent understands, you mean, there's highs, there's lows, et cetera. And it's, you know, I mean, this didn't happen overnight. Like it's taken a lot of hard work and dedication to get there. You mean, I live it. Yes, uh, my personal life has, you mean, effectively, you could look at it going, well, I mean, I've done different things in life than what, you mean, normal people at 33 have effectively done. And when they were 20 and 21 and 22, I just rolled up my sleeves and effectively worked because I knew where I wanted to get to. But I really got into it because I love helping people. 
and there's no bigger way of helping someone than to help them sell their largest asset and accomplish, you know what I mean, that sold sticker on their board or, you know I mean, it's not always a happy reason for one selling. Sometimes it is sad reasons and you've got to be able to help them through that process and that journey and I sometimes feel like that's pretty much, you know what I mean, <laughs> it's amazing the stories I hear, but like, you know what I mean, you're there for someone's ride through the whole journey. Sometimes it's a, you mean, a quick sales campaign and we're on and off and sometimes it is a slow burn. You know, my main three core suburbs are Caram Down, Sky and Sandhurst. Sandhurst can sell really quickly and other times it can take a fair while. So I've got these relationships with these vendors for sometimes four or five months that they're hearing from me four to five times a week and you're building up that real relationship with them and their connections. So, yeah. That's pretty much why I got into it. But no, it was never a, that's what I'm doing in a sense. It's kind of, it It did somewhat find me and I love it. So what were the early days like? What was one particular challenge that you had to get through? I remember really early in my career, I moved from the Central Coast to Sydney and I didn't know my way around. And so, you know, like it was in the olden days when you had a street directory on your lap and upside down and sometimes I just couldn't find my way around and it was awful. So I had to learn that quickly. What's something that you had to learn really quickly early in your career? I had to learn to really believe in myself because at the end of the day, being obviously 20 years of age, we're going into, I mean, sitting in someone's lounge room and convincing them to effectively sell their largest asset with you was definitely a challenge. So if I couldn't believe in myself, how could they believe in me? And I think that's what a lot of young agents probably do find. And even older agents in a sense, like in a sense that you have to believe that why they're entrusting, you mean like, yes, I did have the experience, but I had the passion. I had the dedication. I was prepared to do whatever it would take to get them the very best outcome for their largest asset. And that's what I was bringing to the table. I was bringing passion, commitment, dedication. So really, probably my hardest challenge was to really make them believe in me and why they should choose me to effectively trust their largest asset in my hands. So Karen Downs, every market is unique across Australia. Like we're lucky enough to sort of live in such a diverse country. What are some of the unique characteristics of the market that you work in and how have you tailored your approach to cater to that market? Okay, so like when I started the demographic has changed a lot. Like we had a lot of first-time buyers, a lot of investors when I first started out there. And we're talking median sale price was back at $300,000 when I started in the industry in Caram Downs. So we've more than doubled in this space, which is great. But now we've got people that, you mean, in a sense that their children moved to Caram Downs or Sky because they couldn't effectively afford to buy in the suburbs they did grow up in. So they moved a little bit further out they bought a unit or they bought something in a bit of land. And now also sometimes their parents are following suit where they're planning on doing the downsize. They're paying off the mortgages, putting some money in the bank, moving a little bit further out and they're being close to the grandchildren and their children as well. So we've now got, you know, we've got first home buyers, we've got downsizers, we've got investors, we've got second home buyers, such a diverse area, still affordable real estate with effectively 10 minutes to the beach. We're 35 minutes to where 20 to the Mornington Peninsula, like it's in a really good spot and it's a growth corridor. So it's amazing how it has changed, but it's not just first home buyers or investors. We do deal with 
downsizers, upsizers, et cetera. So a wide demographic of different people that I do deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, and I guess what you're describing there is you're really getting to know like generations of people by the sounds of it. Oh, 100%. And that's the thing, like I can help someone on their first home buying journey and coax them through it and hold their hand and really experience that with them and that excitement or someone that is effectively, unfortunately, you mean selling the family home and they're going into a retirement village or someone that is doing the last purchase in life or you mean an astute investor or someone that's looking at buying land and wanting to do your three or four unit development. So it's great in a sense that no two days are the same and I'm always dealing with different people and it's a matter of being able to assist someone's needs. Everyone's got different needs and different wants effectively and being personable to that as well. As I said to you before, I really sort of want other agents listening to this to learn something for you. So I'm going to ask you some specific questions and I'd love you to tell us a few stories. So nothing like being put on the spot, right? I love it. (laughs) Okay. So from your experience, what do you think are like the three key qualities that you think every real estate agent or every successful real estate agent should have? Passion. I think passion is number one. Like if you don't have passion, we spend so much time doing what we do. We live it, we breathe it, etc. So you have to have a real passion for it and you have to have a passion to actually want to help people. I think a lot of agents really do get into this for the wrong reasons. I think a lot of agents get into this because they effectively see the American selling sunsets and you know million dollars things and they see that gloss and things like that and effectively like a lot of people do I think get into this for the wrong reasons and they think that it's going to make them rich and things like that like you've got to have a passion and want to help people because someone's effectively interesting just asset in your hands and I think a lot of people do take that with a grain of salt so every listing that you do get you've really got to feel privileged that that person has really entrusted effectively lively savings and their next chapter of their lives in hands. So passion, dedication, you've really got to be dedicated to it. As I said, like I'll be away. Yes, I don't have associate agents. My name's the only one on my listings. I don't have associate assistants that, you know, I mean effectively list the houses and negotiate and things like that. That's effectively me. That's what someone's employing me to do. Like I was away I've got an amazing team of girls that work with me as my assistants, but that comes through and I'm the one that's on the phone to the vendors and negotiating even if I'm over the other side of the world. So it is a 365-day-a-year, like I'd sold a house on my wedding day. So it's being dedicated. So passion, dedication, and hard work. How do you do it? Well, we've all got the same amount of hours in every single day. We just make different life choices in a sense. It is a lot of hard work for me to get there but I wouldn't change it I love it so you are obviously a volume agent and talked to Josh Cheslin last week who's also a volume agent and I feel like it must be sort of difficult like I've just reread Jeff Bezos's you know the Bezos letters and in his first letter he says it's always day one you know which refers to you've got to look at everything with a fresh perspective and you just almost said it there where even though you are a volume agent, you've got to look at every property with that fresh set of eyes. What's your Mm -hmm. general approach to making sure that happens, to keeping everything fresh? Look, at the end of the day, I think that if you love what you do, they say that you don't want to stay in your life. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Some days it's a challenge. But at the end of the day, you've got to 
go in with 110%, like you always have to give 110%. This is a business. People live with people. And I think the really hard thing is, is, you know, people do go to conferences and they listen to motivational speeches and have their trainers and things like that. And they try and effectively be that person. I'm probably not the best example because I don't go to training and I don't do that kind of stuff because at the end of the day, I can't try and be someone else. And if I'm trying to be someone else, well, that's taking away from what I'm doing in a sense. So don't be wrong, like a lot of people, they do need the training, they need the mentorship, they need that kind of hustle to go, come on guys, let's get going in a sense and that real motivation. But the biggest driver for me is me. I'm the one that pushes myself the most. So, okay, I've done this now, what can I do this? So I'm just taskmaster on myself in a sense. Like I'm not the director of the company or anything like that. I'm a sales agent. I list, I sell and I negotiate. That's what I do. And I love that that doesn't take me away from able to sitting in someone's lounge room and doing what someone's employing me to effectively to do. Yeah, amazing. I'm guessing that, you know, you've got a pretty high market share in Karen Downs and those surrounding areas that you were talking about now. But over the years, how have you managed to stand out against other agents? Because I imagine it's still quite competitive there. Or what branding marketing strategies have worked for you? I mean, everyone jokes saying I need to update my photo, but I haven't updated my photo in 10 years. So I'm still rocking my photo from 10 years ago. And I'll go to someone's door and I'm like, hey, is that you? <laughs> so I think effectively, I do sometimes, like I like to be quite incognito. I think a lot of agents, they like to go into a shopping center and everyone knows who they are. I'm going into a shopping center to get like a new foods or something. I just kind of want to go in there, get my stuff and then get out and get back to work effectively. I've used my same photo. Like that's what everyone knows. I have all my girls and when I say my girls, I've got my husband that works on my team as well. So it's the girls plus Lenny. We all drive around, even myself, in like the little Mazda 3s, which all have my face on them. So we have eight of my cars that drive around. So everyone thinks I'm effectively everywhere. You mean boards breed boards. The internet now, your Facebook, your Instagram. I think a lot of people always want something from someone effectively. They always want something, but we want to give. Like we want to give them results. We want to give them the information. Let's be giving. Let's give people things. And then people will come back to you. So just being consistent, relevant, people information that they want. Like I'll still in my letterbox get a real estate box drop of a you know, I mean, here's a recipe for minestrone soup. Like that was 15 years ago. Like that's not relevant to now in a sense. So I think it's a matter of being relevant with the time, give people what they want to see and what they want to know about as well. So a lot of personal branding, invest in yourself. That's really important effectively. You've got to, I think one of my best sayings is you've got to spend money to make money, invest in yourself, invest in marketing, believe. So if I said, Michelle, Here's $10,000. I'm just going to give you $10,000 and you can spend it on marketing any way you want. How would you spend it? That's an interesting question because I'm in an area where we don't have your big billboards. We can do massive signage on. And so I think that if I was an agent that was in a different area, yes, would I go and get the biggest billboard I could see with my face on it? So every person that drives past it, they see me. Yes, I would do that. But I have to be realistic of what I have available in my area as well. So it is digital. We have to spend a lot of money on your digital branding effectively. So your results-based, 
your success, success leaves clues effectively. So you still do your letterbox drops. You obviously, you've got your calendars, but your digital and your social media marketing is so important these days because I think the scary thing is, is people can look at their phone and see how long that they spend on their phone in a seven-day period. And it is scary. So, you know what I mean? If someone's jumping on Instagram and they're on Facebook and they're on Google and if we can be in their face and we can be relative, that's what I really be investing your money in. So I think it's depending on, in answer to your question, it's going to depend on the area you're in. So if you've got access to have your face in everyone's faces, like for instance, my cars, they're effectively moving billboards. They're constantly driving around. They're constantly in my area and people are constantly seeing my face. Even though I can't go put my face on a billboard, my face is on as many cars as I can put them on. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, but you're exactly right because Hang on, I just saw that car and then there's another one. It's like, hang on, I just yeah. saw that car. I thought Michelle had blonde hair and how come that's a guy driving in it? I'm really confused, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. So let's talk about technology. How do you use technology in your business and how important is it to you? Look, this is a really bad one for me because I'm kind of dark ages. Like I'm pen and paper. I'm old school kind of real estate in a sense. So technology is not what I'm good at, but I think that a lot of agents, where they go wrong is they go, okay, well, I mean, they expect themselves to be good at everything or they inspect if they employ an assistant to be good at everything. Not everyone is good at everything. So you've got to understand what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are and then play to that. And especially if you're building a team, you've got to build a team around you that are going to complement what you're not good at. Trust me, we don't want six Michelles. So effectively, I mean, I've got people that are within my team that are amazing at computers and emails and entering submissions and all that database side of things. I am, as I said, I'm old school. I'm, I'm phone. That's what I effectively do. So that back end side of things, I have people that are within my team that effectively help and support me to do that because, yes, we do a lot of it. But that's not me. I'm the person that's on the phone. I'm the person that's negotiating. I database, but my database is I've gone to an appraisal and it's, okay, cool, I'll call you in two weeks' time. Yes, that's entered into the system. But then I make the note in my diary to call them in two weeks' time and I run off my paper diary. And then I go, okay, cool, you're still not ready. I'll call you in two days' time. So I like to see it. I'm very much paper-orientated. Yeah. I think that's good actually because it uses a different part of your brain and you're not just sort of mindlessly tapping and stuff like that. So I think that's a good answer. What about, so at the moment the listings are down significantly around the country, I'm guessing. Are they down in your area as well? Look, I think that for a long time listings have been quite tight, which has definitely helped the market in the last few months. Last month I personally listed 36 houses. So when we ask if listings are down, the previous two months, they were definitely tighter, but it wasn't like it's significantly in a sense. So I do think coming into spring selling season, we're going to start to see a lot more houses come to the market and a lot more opportunities out there for buyers. It's interesting. I'm definitely seeing things changing in the last you know, four to five weeks. Yes. A lot of agents sort of, you know, or some agents are finding them in the position at the moment where they're hearing a lot of lack of confidence, I think, from consumers. Like they're not sure whether it's now's a good time to sell or 
they're not sure, you know, what's going to happen with interest rates and things like that. What are some of the messages that you give your clients or that you're putting out that give people some certainty and confidence to move forward? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, you're always buying and selling in the same market. So if you sell today, you're buying today anyway. And at the end of the day, interest rates will always go up and down. So you're effectively investing in the property that you want to buy. Yes, will the interest rates go up a couple more times? They potentially could. But at the end of the day, you're assessing your affordability on your interest rates today. So it was much worse off if you were buying two, three years ago and you've gone and bought something thinking that your interest rates were going to be sitting there at 2% and you're finding that you're in effectively struggle town. Like at the end of the day, could they get worse? They potentially could. But at the life, the longevity of the home, like at the end of the day, you've got to invest in the land. Like the land is always going to go up. So we can look, sit here and look at it five years ago, how much it's gone up significantly in the last five years and 10 years. So could the market come back? No one's got a crystal ball. No one's going to know. No one knows what's around the corner effectively. But we look at the fact that how many people want to live in Australia? Now borders are up. We've got so many migrants that are going to start to come into the area that are also going to be wanting to buy properties as well. So at the end of the day, get out of the rental trap, get into your own property. And if you are doing a downsize, well, at the end of the day, you're doing a downsize, you're putting in some money in the bank and you're still buying back into the market. And if you're not planning on effectively moving in the next 12 months, well, I think we can look at it and go, your house is going to go up in the next two to three years. And especially if you're selling it through me, because I'll sell it for more anyway. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's a good bit of marketing thrown in there, I think. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'll always sell it for more money. I always will. So, yeah, never fear Michelle is here. Amazing. So you won the area for Top Victorian Agent for the third year in a row this year. What does that mean to you? Oh, it's huge. I think like there's so many different awards and everything like that. But obviously, realestate.com is a household name. Everyone knows of realestate.com. So when you're able to sit in someone's lounge room and say, I have been realestate.com's agent of the year throughout Victoria for the last three years, it actually rings home to them. It hits home because they've heard of it and they go, what do you mean? Like four weeks ago, the Herald Sun put out a ad with realestate.com and like the top agents and everything. We woke up to the morning of someone messaging my husband going, Michelle's on the front page of the Herald Sun. It was, it was little, but I was still on the front page of the Herald Sun. And like, that was like, obviously we give blood, sweat and tears into this industry. And you know, I mean, obviously the awards are amazing because it's accolades that you can say, okay, well, all this hard work pays off in a sense, but seeing yourself on the front page of the Herald Sun was definitely a massive, okay, awesome. You kind of go, okay, Phil have made it. <laughs> so yeah, it's amazing. Like it's I said, our, my clients, they know realestate.com and it's based on reviews and transactions. And I think some of these other awards, a lot of it is done on dollar value. And that's obviously really hard for myself when, yes, my median sale price is so much less than a lot of other agents where their median sale price might be two and three and four million dollars. And they might only need to sell an eighth of the properties that I sell to get to that. But just as much effort goes into someone's $400,000 house as it does a three million dollar house because it's still their largest asset at the end of the day. And I don't treat it any different. So, yeah, it was amazing. Well, I guess on behalf of so many women in the industry, 
I want to say congratulations because I think what you've done is hugely inspirational for so many, not just women coming into the industry now, but all around Australia. You've done an amazing job and three years in a row is incredible. And you're right. I don't think that there's a higher award than the REA awards because, as you say, everyone knows them and it's probably the hardest award to win. So I have one more question about that. And it's the same question I asked Josh Teslin, actually, who's probably the male equivalent to achieving what you've achieved, is that after you've achieved all of this, like you've won Salesperson of the Year for REIA, you've won REIV Salesperson of the Year, countless other awards, what motivates you to keep going? And how do you set new goals once you've achieved so much? I think at the end of the day, yes, the awards are amazing. And don't get me wrong, like I love winning those awards because as I said, like all my long hours and your sacrifice and everything like that, it goes, oh my God, you mean you've kind of got something, like you've got a little trophy to show for it effectively. But it's not, well, what's kind of next? It's today's a new day and I've got new listing presentations to do and new business to do and someone's largest asset that they've got entrusted in my hands to go and sell effectively. So I look at every day is a new day effectively and it's, well, what can I do next and what award can I win? I just want to stay consistent. Like I just want to keep doing the right thing by my clients, the right thing by my team. So last year I took my team to Vegas. When I say my team, like I said, I'm not a director. I just have a team within a team effectively. And then we went to Hamilton Island over the Queen's birthday long weekend and put them there to be able to reward them and to be enjoy some of the success and hard work and long hours we do put into it. So it's effectively rewarding my team. It's been consistent and it would be amazing if we can do it four years in a row. Like it would be awesome and I would love that. But it's being able to stay relevant, stay consistent and stay having a passion for why I do it. And I said, why I do it is because I love doing it and I love being able to help people move to the next chapter of their lives with as much money in their pocket as physically possible, whether it's 20 grand or 200 bucks, I will get it for them. I'm just going to add one little thing. Like when you talk about obviously the whole saying about like obviously women in real estate and the fact that doing what it shows people they can do. I'll never forget like when I started in real estate and obviously it's touching back on to what we spoke about kind of at the start, but I was introduced to all these agents in the office when I first started and I hadn't started there and there was an older lady in there and went around and shook everyone's hands and met them and then when I started there like the week later, she pulled me into the tea room and she said, shake my hand and I shook her hand and she said, you don't shake like that. She goes, this is a male-dominated industry. This is how you shake a hand and I will never forget that. (laughs) So I think times have definitely changed, obviously the period. Just because you're a female or a male or anything, if you've got passion, you just be yourself and people will love you and list with you. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And as I said, hugely inspirational for young women and women all all over to sort of, you know, when I think about your journey, like starting at 20 and now, you know, 33, I think you said. Yeah, I'm 33. I'm getting old. (laughs) Not as old as me. But I think, you know, what you've done is amazing. And I'm sure you've got a lot of people in the industry looking up to you. And I think you've absolutely shown that anything is possible if you just apply yourself and you're passionate about what you do. So congratulations on all of that. Thank you so much. And also, thank you for spending some time with me today. It's been lovely to have you share a bit of your wisdom and it is wisdom. So 
yeah, there'll be a lot of people listening to this going, you know, I can do that. If there was one piece of advice or one thing that you'd like to leave everyone with, what would it be? Never give up. Every closed door in your face is one door closer to someone saying yes to that appraisal. Don't make someone do something that you don't want to do. I've done everything from door knocking, letterbox dropping, cold calling. I've done it all. Don't ever think something's beyond you. Or if you are struggling with listings at the moment, don't go, well, I mean, I'm too good to go knock on that door or anything like that. I'll still go knock on a door myself. Like, honestly, never think that anything is out of your reach or beyond you. And I think that everyone's biggest hurdle is always themselves. It's mind over matter and it's your mindset. So if your mind's correct and if you believe in yourself, you can make anything happen. Never sit there and go, I'm never going to be able to do that. I'll never be able to sell that many houses or I'll never be able to deal with that volume or anything. Like doors always open, phones always on if anyone ever wants advice or anything like that or a pep talk. But effectively, I think you're your own biggest hurdle effectively. And if you can get beyond that, you can get beyond anything. So just believe in yourself. Yeah, amazing advice. Thank you so much, Michelle Stevens. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I hope, yeah, people have got something out of this. I'm sure they have. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joinelitagent.com.